Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Kumar Dhanatran with uh, Azure Meridian. It's a catchy tune, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I know we I talked about that. Head head up, but I'm kind of like, oh, this is okay. I like this. <laughs> right. And for this um, episode, this is where up to what, episode 45? So we've been Jeez. doing this now for maybe a year and a half or so. Yeah. Pretty exciting stuff. And our, our title, of course, is the art of emptying your glass. And that doesn't seem all that artful. You just take a glass, right? And you empty it. What's what's this about, Mike? Well, actually, this, this is one of my favorite topics. And uh, I would say one of my top five. Uh, this is something that for a long time, I didn't know existed. I didn't know, and I didn't understand it very well. Uh, I really didn't know it was a thing. And consequently, it made it very hard for me to help people move from where they were to where they wanted to go. Uh, if we want to lump that all together into, you know, successful change management, right? I know it's kind of cliche-ish, but we'll use that because people recognize that term. So it, what I found uh, in, in trying to, to do a better job in my, in my earlier career and helping people with change when, when they were looking to improve something or assigning me work and saying, hey, go build this or go do something new. It was always um, a challenge to try to get folks to come along and to try it. And some folks, we, we, we've talked about this in other Agile Shorts around the uh, Rogers uh, Innovation Adoption Curve, right? Some folks like where they are. They don't want to move, right? And, and they, they like where they're at. And it, what I found is it's really a critical, crucial part of getting prepared and ready for change management. Mm -hmm. And I never really thought about preparing for change like in that way, but it's very much similar to, we've used the analogy in other shorts around uh, preparing the environment, right? Or in how environments help change things. Well, mm -hmm. that's true, but if your environment isn't ready to help, to isn't, isn't set up to help that change happen, then you're gonna be very disappointed and frustrated with your lack of progress towards mm -hmm. wherever you're trying to go. So this is really a, a key concept in making sure that change management activities, whether it's an adoption, a transformation, whatever you want to call it, happen successfully. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So um, the really emptying the glasses, as the caption says there, it's really preparing for successful change, making sure people are mentally set up for what this change entails. Is that is that what I'm hearing? Yes, it's actually a couple of things, and I would I would classify. There's three things we're trying to do uh, when when we when we talk about the effort of emptying the glass. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the first things is is we're trying to really we use that glass analogy, just like you were saying before. And I've got a full glass of water, so I won't tip mine. <laughs> but uh, the, the using that glass analogy to say, hey, if your glass is full. And I try to put something on top of it. It just there's no room for it, right? So sure. there's that we have that we have that challenge as people and talent within an organization in two ways. We have it with our calendars. Uh, the, there's just no time in the calendar. We put more stuff on the calendar. There's no more calendar spots. We're, we're literally mm. out of spots. The other mm. part is in our brains. We don't have the we don't have the mental capacity. We don't have the mental space for this. Or we don't, we can't, we have so much noise going on, we can't hear or even, you know, find wherever it is we're trying to put this new stuff within, within our heads. Yeah. So, so we're, when we're emptying the glass, we're really emptying those two things. We're creating space in both your calendar and in your head to be able to, 
to, to go after something new to, while, again, reducing risk, continuing the operations and trying to work towards the commitments you already have and minimize the impact on those. That makes a lot of sense because, um, you know, we are especially, you know, I keep saying this, of course, but we're still in the throes of the pandemic, if you will, maybe the latter stages of it. But it's fundamentally changed how people work today. And yeah. People are working, you know, remotely for the most part. I mean, yeah, people are starting to go back into the office, but uh, the remote work, I think, has fundamentally changed people in, in many ways. Mm -hmm. People are finding that they're working more, longer hours. Um, maybe it's more flexible because they can take time off when they need to because they don't have to go into an office, but they're finding that they're, it's hard to disconnect from the work environment. And so there's very little space, right, in your head, in your brain to yeah. uh, to do any any thinking or any changing or even any retrospective in, in terms of looking at how things are currently working and how things can change for the better. And then when you layer on top of that, oh, we're going to change, we're going to transform, we're going to try this new thing. It's like, I don't have time for that. I don't have any space for that. My calendar yeah. is full. So this idea of emptying your glass is is uh it's a nice one because it it's uh it, it, you know you can get that visual representation my glass is full and this one isn't full but if my glass is full there's nothing more i can do yes and the only way to do that is to empty the glass a little bit make some room so that i can take on something new that, Absolutely. I like that a lot. yeah and, and you know it's funny you talk about uh, there's no there's no room to think or learn. We used to have while yeah we're working more hours because we have some efficiency gain by the fact that we're at home. We don't have to commute. We don't have to do whatever, right? But we're working more. We're not necessarily producing more because it takes more effort to do things when you're distributed when you're not together. It, it's more right. efficient to be effective when you're together. The inefficiencies are in the traveling to get together, right? So you get back those inefficiencies when you're at home, but now it takes twice as much effort to get the work done because you're not together. You don't get the cues. You don't get all the same. You don't transfer information as fast with each other. You don't come to decisions or get work done as fast. Um, and we're working more hours to produce the same thing. So we kind of traded efficiencies, right? But we don't have downtime on our commute. I used yeah. to think about my day coming home or going into work. I used to have, I used to generate ideas then. Yeah. I don't have any of that now. It's uh, There's no time between the coffee pot in that room and, and the chair in this room. <laughs> I don't you have enough time. To walk around the block. Right, yeah, exactly. So so we need to, we need to plan those events more so than ever. Now, I've been doing this for, since 2013-ish around there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's been going on for all, I've been doing it for about 10 years kind of with with a technique that we're going to mention at the end of this, right? There's there's a couple of techniques and one which is really effective in in generating the the results we're looking for and actually giving people space in their glass. Real mm -hmm. activities you can do to do that and it's very successful. But people need to do that now and, and we're you and I are getting requests to do this because people are companies are trying to figure out how to just they're still recovering on how to try to work the best way they can with this distributed environment, right? Sure, so sure. um you know so, so we talked about those two things that we're trying to gain, you know, the, the two things we're trying to gain in terms of capacity. Um, we're also trying to get two other elements. There's two other benefits to doing this um, in, in macro categories. And, and that would be um, one of them is kind of getting ahas, getting some ahas around um, what it is that we're all thinking, what we're all what we're all doing. And, 
and, and what we talk about our collaboration maturity model in several agile shorts, right? We talk about you need participation, participation and visibility in order to have an opportunity to get alignment and consensus. And without those four things, you can't build a path and execute a successful path of change management, of, of moving from one place to another. Yeah. It will be it will be inefficient. You might be you only get a portion of the results. It'll be frustrating. You'll feel like you're dragging people along, and other people feel like they're 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 going too fast. Um, you don't risk. You don't manage risk well when you're changing if you don't have those four things working for you. So, it's 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 an act, it's it generates that participation and visibility to get ahas. So you start to get alignment. Now you can get consensus around. Yes, this is current state. Yes, these are the these are the things that we do well, and these are the things we need to go after. This is what's going to may prevent us from making this change happen. These things are things we can leverage to make this change happen better. Um, and you start to get that agreement. Now you're gaining, a, you're getting a quorum, right? Together, you're getting mass around mm -hmm. a group of people that can make this happen. And you've got, usually, if you've done it right and you've set it up right, you've got the right bodies in the room when you're doing this and the right minds in the room that you're covering all of the area, the bases you need to cover. So yeah. you can have very effective, sustainable um, adoptions and change management um, uh, repeatedly. You can do this uh, whenever you're ready for some kind of a big new shift. And uh, once you've done it once and had some success, people are bought in. They get it. They understand the value of it. Um, you're also building psychological safety within an environment, right? We talk about changing the environment and making sure that the environment is, is strong. One of those environmental elements is psychological safety. As you build that alignment consensus, you're building psychological safety. You're building trust around the room. So you're getting folks to be more willing along that adoption curve to move towards innovation, to move towards change, um, which is great. So this, this is all great, right? You need psychological safety. And of course, a lack of it will squash any kind of any effort, right? Change effort right. or otherwise, you know, um, right. it's so important in, 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 uh, in a modern workforce force or any kind of workforce what are some other challenges you know that that some things that you need sort of the till the soil to prepare one of the things is of course emptying your glass what are some other things that are needed yeah so you that, can get that, to those ahas right get to those shared yep. uh goals and shared vision shared alignment if you will yep preparing but you you said it you said it good preparing the soil we've talked about this before if you're going to plant something new you need to have the soil set up and ready to be able to help to let that seed grow and germinate in its best possible case scenario yeah. um, and that means preparation right so this is what we're doing we talk about um emptying the glass as really one of the key those key elements of preparing that environment um okay. and that's 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 where I didn't see, I didn't realize that that was necessary when I was trying to make it happen. It's like, can't everybody see this is a good change? Uh, no, nobody does. Why don't you? But people are different, right? Individuals are different. And uh, and they all have different risks and tolerances and things they need in order to be able to be okay with change. We yeah. know that looking at Roger's adoption. Group. So and this is a good preparatory. Also include, you know, emptying the glass for the leaders, right? I mean, they need to yeah. do the same thing, right? It's, it's We're not just talking about the people that are you know, being changed, you know, sort of what change is being applied to. It's also the people that are initiating that change. And, and in my view, that's the leadership of a company, of an organization, of a team, of a department yes. and so on. And they too need to empty their glass a little bit. True. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Because 
if you don't have leadership involved, they're the, the leadership group is the one that provides the initial psychological safety in a bubble um, if it doesn't exist. If your culture is good and it's psychologically sound in terms of people feel very comfortable and speaking their mind and there's no new retribution and people want to hear from you, great. This is going to be very natural for you. You're going to get into the techniques. You're going to do a, a workshop type thing and it's going to feel, oh yeah, this, this makes a lot of sense. If you don't, Somebody has to provide that that air cover uh, or provide that initial psychological bubble that people can start to operate in and feel comfortable enough to get the ball rolling. Um, and then what will happen is, is that group will start to expand. That bubble will start to expand. And what's good is leadership will see the change. This happens every single time. They see the change happening amongst the people in the room. They see the relationships and the interactions changing from what they were. And they go, I get it now. The aha for leadership is this is a way for me to propagate psychological safety throughout the organization. Mm -hmm. And it also allows me to expedite successful, sustainable change because I can align people around something, around whatever it is. Right? So you're really talking about a feedback loop here. Yes. Right? It, it sort of reinforces each other. So leaders are making space, emptying their glass, they are, uh, you know, creating a safe space for the the people, the followers, if you will, mm -hmm. leaders in their own right, right? They're, they're leading something. They're leading themselves, leading their work, emptying their glass. And in this psychologically safe bubble, they are thinking about how this change is going to impact them, what they need to do to prepare for the change for the people that they serve, you know, that they're followers, yes. if you will. And they're, they're all experiencing these ahas together you know, shared alignment, the discovery of what needs to happen. What else? What else uh, are some benefits of this approach? Well, leader, leadership's realizing that by doing this, they're actually mitigating risk. They can mm. see, you can see the risk being mitigated when you have people moving along in the same direction. And the likelihood is, again, you get the right people in there. And the right people um, is not necessarily the people at the top of each segment of the organization. It's the people that are really uh, really driven to and interested in, in improving those elements of those organizations and the they're good people doing the work, the people on the front yeah. lines that are actually uh, generating value. They're the ones that are, is that what you're saying? So it's, it's really making it easier for them to empty their glass and, yeah. and implement some of these changes, right. That are, that are being talked about. Yeah. You don't want to look at the org chart and go, okay, give me the director of this and the director of that and the director. No, no. Look at the humans involved and say, this person yeah. is, a, is a good collaborator and they've always been interested in moving things forward. They're not afraid of change. You want to find, you want to seed that environment with as many of those types of mindsets as you can, uh, even if there's different levels of the org chart involved in that. But what you're doing, there's another, there's another benefit you just mentioned is you're moving decision-making closer to the work. You're moving yeah. you're moving that that leadership towards closer to where the work happens by doing these activities. This is a way to get that kick-started as well. When you're doing the empty the glass type exercises, you're actually preparing people and getting people comfortable with the idea of taking on more accountability and taking on more leadership around the things that they work on. And then figure and you're building communication conduits and collaboration conduits with the other people of the organization uh, doing who are doing the same thing in the room with you. So yeah. you're building you're naturally building a DRI structure, uh, which we've covered in previous shorts. 
Um, yeah, for the sake of the audience, what does DRI stand for? So a directly responsible individual is a DRI. We talk about yeah. DRI structures being a group of those people that can get together and make things happen um, from the from representation of all the perspective things in a value stream. Uh, right. I, I work with a couple of manufacturers right now. And so everything from an, from an ask from a customer all the way to the point where value is delivered and money is received. Yeah, and um, one of the key aspects of DRIs is, at least the way I understand it, as a DRI, as a directly responsible individual, their role is to provide leadership as a service, meaning they are leading their group. And if the group can't reach a consensus on a decision, the DRI, their role is to is to pick who the decision maker is going to be, who is closest to the decision, the work. Who's, yep. uh, who, who, and then the direction to go. So if we're in a room and we're discussing something and we can't reach consensus, you know, and I'm the DRI for that, then I might say, hey, Mike, which way should we go? And you yep. might say, we're going to go north. I'm like, okay, that's the protocol. We're all going to go north. We're going to follow Mike's decision, right? And you can't do that without an environment where there's psychological safety and trust. You can't right. do that right. in an environment where there isn't alignment and consensus where right. people don't right. see current state the same way. So so right. all of these things, the, the last thing we didn't mention before we go to the technique is that we're trying to expel the, the space that we're opening up. We don't wanna get rid of the things that are good, that, yeah. are, that are in our history, in our past, in our skill set. We wanna keep those things and take them forward. And we're identifying that in the techniques we're gonna talk about here. But what we want to get rid of is the bad memories. We want to get rid of the bad experiences. We want to get yeah, rid of the yeah. unsavory history. Perfect. Uh, I love the yeah. way you put that. Um, to, to get that's what we want to eject out of the glass. That's where yeah. we're going to get our face. Uh, that's a little not bit the way it works around here, Mike. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. That's oh, I've been here for twenty blah 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 years and blah blah blah. Fill in the blank. You've heard it everywhere you go. Yeah. That is what we're getting rid of. And we're but you can't get rid of that unless you give people an opportunity in a safe environment to be genuinely heard in a way that they can speak their mind and not feel like they're going to be in trouble for doing so. And yeah. you've got to get it's a weight off of you. Literally, people see people in chairs that are like this when they come in in the meeting. And then as the meeting goes on, they start to sit up yeah, a little more weight on people's shoulders. Yeah. It's 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 amazing the physical and mental weight that comes off of them to be able to do this. And now that that's out of the way and that people understand, sometimes it's just a matter of being heard what I've experienced um, with a lot of these things. Sometimes people self-select out. You find out who's not ready for this. Yeah. And, and, and you find out maybe, do we have enough people that are ready to actually go ahead with the change? You're learning a lot when you're doing this, but getting rid of the unsavory history gives everybody that it was in the session space in their glass. And most everybody has eliminated, the majority of that space has come from unsavory past things that they have now been able to archive and put away. Um, again, they'll go grab it again if, if they feel like something's going wrong. But if we keep the momentum going, what, ha what I've seen is they don't go back for it. Anymore. Well, it's, it's, all get about a few habits, new it's all about forming new habits, right, Mike? Yes. You know, it's like yeah. those unsavory uh, uh, habits and patterns, they go away because they're replaced by new habits that are yeah less unsavory or not unsavory at all. They're actually savory. They're good things because they're good. People, yeah. people making decisions are the people that are making the decisions are now closer to the work. And it's, it's that, that feedback loop that's, that uh, keeps getting strengthened. It's a virtuous cycle rather than a vicious cycle, right? That's it. So you're building that virtuous cycle, which keeps strengthening new habits and new ways of working. And that's, that's, Absolutely. Kind of, that's a beautiful thing.
Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what's amazing is you feel like you're getting, you feel like you're making change already when those things are out of your life. When you don't, when you don't have those things you're carrying around on your shoulder every day, it feels like a change has already happened. And frankly, a change already has happened. You've, yeah. you, you've, you've changed your perspective, you've changed your mindset and you've given yourself capacity and the willingness and interest to learn and do something different. Um, right. And that is huge because humans are not programmable like systems and, and they're not, you can't, you can't plug them into processes and they're all going to act the same way. So, but what this, uh, and I guess we should probably looking at the time, we should talk briefly about how, how do you do this? How do you make this right. happen? But we have what we call, uh, we call our SORI uh, activity, right? So uh, SORI stands for strengths, opportunities, risks, and impediments. And and what we're doing is this activity is usually about a two hour activity, depending on the size of the group, like to do it around groups that are like eight to 12 people. That's usually a, rep a good representation of a space of something that you're trying that wants to make a change. It's, um, it's, the, uh, it's the catalyst in the organization, right? It's, it's that group right. of people that you'd pull together into this type of a workshop. Absolutely. And that was, again, kind of you, you, getting with leaderships. What, what we do is we get together and sit down with leadership. We, we think about intentionally who are the folks that would be in that catalyst group and why. Mm -hmm. um, so what we do is we coach and consult leaders on the things that they should be thinking about or looking for. They know the people. They go get those people. Usually about 80, 90 percent of the people are good. I have some groups where nobody self-selects out. I've had one group where 40% of the group self-selected out. Mm. Hey, well, that, what it did is it told the leader, I don't know my people as well as I thought yeah. I did. <laughs> there's some things that I thought that would work in this and they're not. Obviously, there's some mm -hmm. other things. So even just getting that catalyst group together uncovers a lot for leaders. But the story activity is about a two-hour two hour activity. The workshop's usually about half a day. Sometimes with a bigger group, we'll go a day because we'll tie it in with some other things. Um, but this is one element of something that we do when we're trying to help folks really take uh, and make a shift in what they want to do. If they want to, they want to impact their culture. They want to change the way that they operate. They want to become the category one company in their space. This is what yeah. we talk about, right? Yeah. This is one of the beginning steps. This is a, 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 a soil preparing activity to plant new seeds. Um, and it, I, I have found that I, I, when I'm not able to perform this, in fact, to this day, right now, if someone were to come to me and say, I, wanted, I want you to help me change my organization, but I don't think we need this, I would say no thank you because yeah. I don't have what I need to help them. Uh, right. This informs the facilitator a, a lot seems, yeah, it seems like on I'm, what's going on. Right. I haven't run this per personally myself. I've done stuff like this. This seems like a very powerful exercise just on the face of it, uh, not knowing enough about how it's facilitated, but I can imagine how it's facilitated. Yep. Um, uh, it, it seems to me also that the outcome of this is that you're building sort of a steel thread through the organization, one yes. that can can grow and sustain. And as as that steel thread, you know, again, you're going across uh, sort of the maybe multiple value streams in the organization, finding those catalysts to come together. And as it builds and the momentum builds, you can kind of build other steel threads in the organization, transplanting yep. some of the people, the catalysts to start coaching and helping and guiding other people that would form new steel threat threads. Is, is that a pattern that you've used, Mike? Yes, absolutely. That, and that's it, that you can propagate this thing out. You can, you can repeat it, right? In fact, yeah. I'm with an organization now I've been with for a little over two years 
we're on our third element. Uh, they're a manufacturing organization. They have a strategic leadership group that's doing strategy. They have now two facilities, two entire manufacturing plants that are running and that they got started with this technique as part of like six or eight things that we did to get them kicked off on building a, an organizational structure that would allow those facilities to run uh, without plant managers. Yeah. So they are innovating, running and improving their operations without a, without a plant manager. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're more, they're more nimble, they're more adaptive and they're more agile in their activities now because of it. And this is one of the elements that we've done in every single instance, a very, very first or second thing that we do. Yeah. It seems very simple. Uh, you know, empty your glass, make more room, but it's, it's, it's not always as simple in practice because like you said, you have to create that psychological, psychologically safe bubble, if you will, for people to uh, even be willing to empty their glass for something yes. new, right? Uh, uh, what's going to be the impact if I don't do X, Y, or Z? Am I going to be reprimanded? Is it going to be on my review if I if I leave something off uh, that I now I'm responsible for? And so I think it can be really powerful uh, just as simple an activity as emptying your glass, making some room, getting rid of some meetings that you don't need to attend to. Uh, that could be really the catalyst, if you will, for transformation, uh, yes. a large, larger scale transformation. It's a beautiful concept. It really is. Uh, it's a it's sort of a systems thinking concept. It's like, what's the root cause of what prohibits change? And it introduces about it, thinking to everyone in the room if they have That's haven't right. Yeah. And you think about the root cause, it's people just don't have time. And so if you if you remove that element and you give people time back uh, or encourage people to take the time, then that could be the catalyst that's needed to support change. There concept. are unhealthy and unsavory elements inside of every every one of us in our daily activities and in our in our historical careers with our jobs and our own personal careers, whether it's from company to company or whatever. And we rarely get an opportunity to talk about those and to archive them. You know, a lot yeah. of people carry them forward for so many years over so many, so many different jobs and companies. And this is really an opportunity to let go of a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a, this is a really, it's a longer than a short, short, it's a long short, yes. <laughs> but it's a very valuable conversation. And I hope people uh, that are either now listening or will listen to it, uh, contact us. You know, we, we, uh, we would love to help you in your transformation. And actually I was, I came into this, honestly, uh, I was, I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed myself, you know, lots of work going on and I'm energized by this conversation. Mike. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really energized. I'm, I'm going to uh, make it a point to empty a little bit of my glass um, today and see what can I, what can I, um, you know, and, and I would say the lesson here is not just from an organizational perspective. It's an individual thing, too. You know, how can you yeah. empty your glass to learn something new, to change how you work, to reduce your overwhelm, to, you know, whatever it might be that your your goals that you've, you've been procrastinating on or postponing because you just don't have the time. How can you empty your glass a little bit to make time for the things that are important? Absolutely. It's yeah. a valuable thing to spend time on. Incredibly valuable. It pays so many dividends. It's hard to calculate. Yeah. Um, but uh, if, if you're if anybody's ever interested, yeah, reach out. 
We can talk to you. We can actually uh, have you talk to others, other leaders of organizations that have experienced this and they've experienced the results. In fact, we're getting ready to do uh, a testimonial with a with a one client that we've got uh, uh, locally here uh, and talking about those very things. So, yeah, it's so we'll, it'll be in the show notes below, just, you know, information on how to get a hold of us. Um, we'd love to be able to talk more about this. We could probably talk about this for an hour, <laughs> but we are going to try to keep this under 30 minutes. We're at 28 right now. And so let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mike. This was a great topic. Thanks for uh, suggesting this. Thank you, everybody, for attending and uh, uh, hope to see you and talk to you soon. All right. See you all later. Bye bye. Bye bye.